They were called knocker uppers. The groom of the stool. Let's not think any more about this, Kurt. I played Oyez in Word with Friends the other day, crushed it. Who is thought to be the father of many, many people. I think the job of prostitute is going to go away. Well, that's a really fabulous, completely made up explanation. No, that's called hardware. But I'm, I'm... <laughs> you didn't see the movie, but you have no problem commenting on it. That was a short and quick and a little entry to Smart Drivel, the new episode. Co-host Kurt Schneider here. John Ellenthal here. So, John, today we're going to have, well, we're going to have a little fun like we always do. Sometimes uh, I have medium-sized fun, not just little fun. Well, or extra value size that you pay 10 cents more and you get a lot more. Is there anything more extra value size than going from the medium popcorn to the large popcorn at the movie theater. They you give it times as much and it costs like 25 or 50 cents. So you can't not get it, which is of course what they're trying to do. And I'm sure the marginal cost of the popcorn is almost nothing. So good on them. And I fall for it every time. And the first 10 handfuls are awesome. And then your stomach starts revolting and getting mad and, and regretting it. And you still have half a tub. I have never had a stomach disruption or eruption from eating popcorn at the movie theater. I rewatched the movie Diner the other day. Barry Levinson, right? Mickey Rourke wins a bet because he needs to uh, raise money that he would have this certain date touch his Udawana. And <laughs> in order to do it, he cuts a hole out in the bottom of the popcorn. Oh, right. Right, at right. the movie theater, and that's how he wins the bet. Okay, let's talk about the joys of this new episode. Today, John, we're going to discuss two things. They both have to do with professions. We're going to talk about jobs that no longer exist, that yes, were sir. once pivotal and instrumental to daily life, and now, whoop, for whatever reason, don't exist. There's no question that as technology and machinery and automation continue to evolve, that jobs that were once essential are no longer necessary at all. Do you think podcasting will someday be replaced by some artificial intelligence podcast host that's a lot more fun than we are? So I think that you'll still have people giving content, but it won't be delivered the same way. It'll be delivered right into your brain. I read an article the other day that was entirely written by artificial intelligence. It was ent entirely automated, and it was really well-written. It's coming. I think the future of journalism, not necessarily investigative journalism, but just your normal garden-variety article writing certainly could be replaced by machines. And that seems like it's too bad. But I bet you when you were living way back when, and you woke up in your hotel room, to a phone call with a human on the other end saying, hey, Kurt, it's time for you to wake up. We probably could not have imagined a world in which that was not the case. Of course, we could have imagined a world because there are alarm clocks. However, there was a time well before the formation of the wake-up caller at a hotel where, believe it or not, people actually paid somebody to rap on their window or rap on their door every morning to wake them up. They were called knocker uppers. 
you might define knocking up a little differently than they did back in the old days. This was particularly prominent in Britain and Ireland. And believe it or not, all the way into the 1970s, there were knocker uppers waking people up in parts of Britain. Pretty crazy, huh? Absolutely. And that wasn't even for um, getting people out of bed. It was a different kind of bed. Gee, do you think you would have made a good knocker upper, Kurt? Old definition? I think I would have. I'm very loud. So yes. And I think the whole idea was it started in the Industrial Revolution to get the people to the factory jobs on time. That's right. And there was no reliable way to make sure you woke up because there weren't alarm clocks. So basically, back then, they were human alarm clocks. And it sounds really wacky until you remember that's pretty much how it worked in hotels until about 10 or 15 years. Right. I I like the analog there. Thank you. That brought it out of the, oh, I can't imagine something like that into something that's much easier to contemplate. And I like the fact that you use the word analog because it's all been replaced by digital. And that's what replaced the need for analog waking up. Exactement. Now, how about this? There used to be a job that no longer exists, which technology, I guess you could argue, took it away. The herb strewer. I've never heard of the herb strewer. What was the job? The job was it was in the 17th century and it was really in royal families in Europe. Right. Someone was hired to spread herbs and flowers throughout the royal palace to cover all the horrendous odors. Oh. It was a way to offset the fact that people didn't bathe all that much. It was, I guess, the antecedent to potpourri, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. There's another one that just goes hand in foot or hand in something else that's like this. And I found this job that no longer exists. It was an official job to the, and you reported directly to the King of England. Wow. And this job existed until Elizabeth I came in. It was called the groom of the stool. Okay, that doesn't sound very good. Am I (laughs) I thinking about that correctly? Yes, you were the advisor on pooping. And so you helped the king figure out when and how he would poop. And it actually became, as you could imagine, a really important, powerful job because you're a consigliere. You're in with the king during some pretty uh, interesting spots. Why did the king need guidance on when to poop. Isn't that sort of a natural urge? Doesn't the body tell you that as opposed to some paid consultant? It's probably, you know what? Consultants have been made a living on a lot less and you've probably hired some. Well, I've never hired a poop consultant. And ah. I have to tell you Now, did the job extend to post-event? Was there additional inspection and guidance provided afterwards upon examining? I, I think it was about the whole gestalt of the thing. Well, yes, there is certainly a gestalt, I guess, about that. We were born a little too late for the job oftentimes done by young men who were pin setters. Yes. Bowling alley. Before there was automated pin setting, there were young boys called pin boys who would stand at the end of the alley. And when the pins were knocked down, they would manually reset them. Now. Fortunately, it wasn't a long-term career since it was done by teenage boys. If you accused of doing something when you had that job, you probably got framed. Ah, actually. I'll in, spare you the jokes, John. <laughs> listen, um, your mind is in the gutter. I'm not surprised. Hey, strike out and let's get something else, would you? Well, here's a question. I wonder if the pin boys also returned the ball. Uh, 
I was that like a separate job? And if they were separate jobs, which one was more prestigious? See, returning the ball had customer contact, so that may have been more prestigious, although there was more to do as a pin setter. Let's not think any more about this, Kurt. Okay. How about another job just like that, same time period that doesn't exist anymore? I'm talking about one of the greatest names for a job oh, ever. I know where you're going. I got this job half right. The soda jerk. Exactly. <laughs> oh, come on. You're soda. Oh, right. The other side. People would go to, they'd go to the soda shop. They'd sit down. They'd order a malted. And this guy usually would sit there and jerk it off and get it to you. Excuse me? Lovely, Kurt. That's just <laughs> lovely. They were very much masters of their, okay. In any event, I think that was probably a pretty desirable job because, you know, all the kids and people came in and they, well, I don't know if it actually can be that desirable when you're made to wear a paper hat, a paper white hat. But it seems like it would have been one of the more desirable jobs back in the 50s, don't you think? I, for sure. Yeah. You know, what's interesting, a job that like that, that has since gone off into posterity, is a job, I think, that has, in the last, whatever, 50 years since it's been gone, has developed more of a wonderful reputation. And I think they give more due to this than it probably happened. Though I don't know, because maybe they were all Randy housewives and, and people back then. But Randy I'm talking, housewives. <laughs> I'm talking about the milkman, of course. Yes, the milkman who is thought to be the father of many, many people. But I was thinking of, and I'm glad this job is gone, because the world is a lot more dangerous than it used to be. It seems that way. The door-to-door -door salesman. I mean, can you imagine going door-to-door -door trying to sell vacuums and or, Bibles. or Encyclopedia Britannica, and you have to sort of talk your way into someone's home and... Luxor brushes. Yeah, fuller brushes. Fuller brushes. You know, the fuller brush man. I know them so well because my mother was a fuller brush lady. Really? For a short time when I was really, really young, and I don't remember her doing it. But I have a vague, vague, vague recollection of my mom very briefly appearing on the Merv Griffin show as a fuller brush lady to present him with a brush. I can almost see the old black and white TV image of her doing this. I had to be four or five years old, but she was a fuller brush lady. Remember the Joe Franklin show? He got the greatest guests in the world, asked them stupid questions. I don't know why he ever did, but he did. How about this for a job that no longer exists? And this is a job that was around when we were kids growing up. The person who was the mimeograph operator. Yeah. And we, of course, another job that's gone is the mimeograph sniffers because there's right. nothing to sniff anymore. You were an English major, John, correct? Yes. Despite that, I never did read about the groom of the stool. Did you read about <laughs> Eugene O'Neill? That's the craziest job that's come up in this conversation. Eugene O'Neill. Yes. Wrote The Iceman Cometh. He did. They don't have an Iceman or an ice cutter anymore. Yeah, the ice cutters used to actually go out on frozen lakes and use hand saws to cut out giant blocks of ice for the ice house. So that seems like a hard job. But that's a really difficult job. That's a seasonal. It is a seasonal job. So there's a big question. What did the ice cutters do in the summer? Log maybe, they were, maybe they delivered water because that was a job as well. There were people who were essentially water carriers. 
before there were such things like indoor plumbing. Kudos on the indoor plumbing. You know, my my father-in-law still calls a refrigerator an icebox. So we're not looking that far back. In fact, in my dining room, I haven't been in there in a very long time, but in the dining room, there is actually an old-fashioned icebox. Next time you're over, I'll show it to you. I'd like to see it. Yeah, I think it was an early piece of furniture that my parents must have inherited, and somehow I got it, but it is an old-fashioned icebox. So outside of North Korea or some other autocratic states like that, do you think that the job of food taster still exists? Oh, I'd like to have that job. Not for the reason <laughs> it was had. So it was not poisoned. I know. I'd like to have the job because you get to eat food, but not for the reason they had the job, which was to figure out if the food was poisoned. So you would die before the king. Uh, there's a couple of these that we're talking about have gone away while, you know, some of them like the groom of the stool were centuries ago, but some of these have gone away in our lifetime. Don't you think the groom of the stool should have been the food taster too? Because it's really the start of the process. I don't think he'd be alive to help. And by the way, he was too much of an advisor. So one of the jobs that has disappeared in our lifetime, it's not totally gone yet, but it will be by our the next 20 years. Toll booth operator. Oh, yeah, that really has gone by. I mean, Easy Pass pretty much did away with that. And that's a good point. That's been very recent. How about this one? Just like that. The piping pool. Yeah. You know, when I first started working, my job was by hand to come up with all these different markets and how many different airlines spent money advertising the different markets. I would look through books, which were months late, so it was not too topical, taking it out, put it on this huge spreadsheet. Like 64 columns? and Yes. And then walk it upstairs to the typing pool. I was afraid of all of them up there. Hand it in. They would call when it was done. I'd get it. I'd then have to sit there and proofread it. That's um, a lovely use of, well, fortunately, people can now be invested in much higher order activities. Now, obviously, for those, if you remember Mad Men, which is probably easy to remember since it was on as recently as a few years ago, you would sometimes see scenes of the typing pool or the switchboard operator, and all of those were obsolete. There's one job that no longer exists that is legitimately too bad for you and me, because it is a job that you and I would have been good at. And it is a job that you and I would have enjoyed. And that, my friend, is the town friar. I thought you were going to say the court jester. That job still exists metaphorically. This podcast might be a metaphorical tribute. So the town crier's job was to basically publicize court orders by shouting in the street. And they would start off with oyes to get everybody's attention, which basically means hear ye. I don't know why they didn't just say, hear ye. I played Oyez in Word with Friends the other day, crushed it. Well, that's a good use of the Z, but why did they say Oyez when hear ye is the same number of syllables and is more clear? No, because you can vibrate the Z, which allows it to hit a different timber that gets in your brain in a different way so you hear it better. Well, that's a really fabulous, completely made up explanation, Kurt. So kudos for your thinking on your feet. Low marks for accuracy, but you know what? As we discussed recently, form over function, baby. Form over function. That's it. So, Kurt, it's obviously easy to look back and see jobs that no longer exist. 
and even see why they no longer exist. I mean, the pin boy has been replaced by an automated pin setting machine. Yes, makes Alarms sense. Alarms have replaced the need for knocker uppers. I have no idea what has replaced the need for groom of the stool because that seems to be a present day issue. And I don't. You were going to talk about jobs that won't exist in the future. I was wondering how you were getting there. Did I get there? No. Okay, let me get there now then. Thank you for keeping me on track, Kurt. Usually it's the other way around. How does it feel, by the way? Awesome. Awesome. So let's spend a few minutes before we wrap up, Kurt, anticipating the obsolescence of jobs that exist now that for all sorts of reasons, we believe they're not going to be here much longer. I have one, John. It's wild because we talk about how long humanity is gone. And there's been one job that's been throughout humanity, throughout. In fact, it's called the world's oldest profession. (laughs) What are you about to say, Kurt? I think the job of prostitute is going to go away. And you think that because of what? The quick rise in the doll, the sex doll or whatever you call it. The uh, well, You think there's going to be a, a surrogate for the human prostitute that will keep people from using prostitutes, even though the need for human connection is probably part of what people seek prostitutes out for? Yes, except... I'll do that. Well, two things. One, I think what's happening to, and this is another job that's going away, but it's a job that's metaphorical with quotes around it meaning human connectivity is going away. People don't care. They'd rather look at their phone down than connect with society. Curmudgeon Kurt is coming out again. I think that that will happen, number one. Number two, AI. I mean, you saw that movie, Her, with Scarlett Johansson as the operating system. It's going to the AI. You just said you read an article with AI. They're going to program these sex dolls with an ability to have the human contact. And so the oldest profession will go But in that movie, Scarlett Johansson sent a human to Joaquin Phoenix's... Was that who it was, Joaquin Phoenix? Did you say Johansson or Johansson? I said Johansson. Yeah. Who was the guy? I don't know, but I think it's Johansson. Isn't she Scar Joe? Okay, we'll get to that in a second. Who was the actor in her? Phoenix. Okay. Joaquin. Joaquin. Yeah, the guy who played the, the... In Gladiator played the, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down. So in the movie Her, Scarlett Johansson's character <laughs> Scarlett Johansson's character sent a human over to Joaquin Phoenix so that he could act out what he wanted to do with her with a human, not with a doll. Oh, really? I didn't see the movie. Okay. You didn't see the movie, but you have no problem commenting on it. I'm a headline guy, John. Okay. And do you take issue with my pronunciation of Scarlett Johansson? Because then she'd be called Scar Yo. And you'd like to call her Scarlett Johansson? No, because she's called Scar Joe. That's her. Here's the difference between you and I. Or you and me, even. Here's the difference between you and me. Yeah. I have watched a lot more hockey than you have. And there are a lot of Swedish players in the National Hockey League. And they prefer Johansson. So I'm going to apply it through the transitive properties to Scarlett Johansson, who, of course, is. Did she marry? Colin Yost. Yeah. <laughs> Yost or Jost. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Yeah. So another job that's going away. I haven't told you a job that's going away. Well, I'm going to tell you one that's in the same field as the oldest profession. 
another job that will go away in the future, which is in the same rough milieu as the prostitute, is the fluffer. (laughs) (laughs) Why will the fluffer go away? How will software and automation do away with the fluffer? Neither of those two. Simple science. What is the simple science? The ED pills that are all over the place. Okay, so rather than software, in this case... Oh, that's called hardware, but... (laughs) (laughs) Well done, Kurt. So, (laughs) So rather than this being a part of the software revolution... This is instead part of the revolution taking place as we enter the age of biology. Yes, it's a much different definition of hard drive. Do you think in 10 or 20 years, we are going to have human umpires and referees during professional sports? Gone. They're almost gone already. So, Well, you see, of course, in tennis, as an example, you know, they have robotics calling the ball in or out. Yeah. And there's already a lot of technology that tracks pitches, even though we still have a human umpire calling balls and strikes. Yeah. And they get rated using the data how often they're right or wrong so they can get feedback. But, you know, and of course, there's video replay in football now. So I think it is reasonable to assume if you just extrapolate out from where we are now that in 10 or 20 years, we may no longer have human umpires or referees, Kurt. I think you're right. And uh, you can't just go get another job in the fluffer industry because that's apparently not going to be there either. So we're running out of time, John, but you need to give me a job that won't exist in the future. I gave you prostitute. I gave you fluffer. Oh, yes, you did. Fluffer nutter. <laughs> well, I think that... Fluffer nutter. Most, thank you. A job that will clearly go away in the next couple of decades, and it's amazing to think about it, is as we get closer to a future of self-driving cars and self-driving trucks, which will do amazing things for for making sure the flow of traffic is managed and monitored and adjusted so that we don't have traffic jams once everything is self-driving. And accidents, hopefully, yes. Yeah, hopefully accidents. But just think about all the jobs that are based on driving a car or a truck, whether it's a taxi driver, an Uber driver, a truck driver, lorry driver, a screwdriver. No, that one's going to stay. One of the very few jobs that are going to stick around even after self-driving cars, we will still need screwdrivers. A rickshaw driver. Anyway, we're on the cusp of a major transformation as self-driving cars become a real thing. And we're clearly not that far away, but an entire range of jobs will be completely wiped out. Now, new jobs, fortunately, will be created in the economy. And then there's the whole issue of retraining and reskilling, which is hard. But to that end, there's a lot in the service industry, right? So we've already seen it with that guy, Flippy or whatever it's called, who flips the burgers at McDonald's, which is a machine. We're going to have waiters and waitresses that will go away. We'll have pilots that are going to go away. It's going to, you're right. I think one of the things that technology has done is it's made a lot of things self-serve. The amount of things we can do for ourselves now that we couldn't do without human help, you know, just checking out of the grocery store or checking out of CVS. I mean, there are self-checkout lines, you know, in the last 10 years at supermarkets, and we no longer need a human intermediary to navigate certain kinds of activities and transactions. That's sad. 
when you are doing self-serve, like self-serve ice cream, yes. do, you, do you have this self-control in self-serve ice cream to not make it ridiculously big? So we need to wrap this up. Oh, I yeah, would we like, do. I'd like to end it. We've talked about jobs that no longer exist and jobs that won't exist. By the way, this is a perfect topic for our driveler listeners to add their thoughts and on each. But we're going to end this with a new job that doesn't exist now in the future. And I'm going to tell you one, and I think you'll enjoy it. Right. In the future, there will be a new job which currently does not exist. Major CEO of the biggest entertainment company in the world. I'm talking, of course, of Smart Drivel Studios. <laughs> yes, we hope to employ many people who can help us spread our promise we promise the drivel and hope for the smart far and wide. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Peace. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.